Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Welcome back to this little Happy mini- New Year. <laughs> I, was I keep say, telling you, little you mini episode. <laughs> I'm like, you started. And then I'm like, hey, this is still technically January. January is long. January like is five long. weeks. Well, because it started Seems like, like yeah, it's, it's a long month. So to end this month, we want to do something a little bit different and the month on a high note. So <gasps> I we should read. <laughs> Remember how you were saying we were going to do like one positive thing? Or like we would, we oh, should one like success read, story? yeah, like at the end of the month, each from month the pod, on the pod, yeah. Oh, maybe we'll start doing that. Okay, yeah. so we'll do that. Um, so this is future. our first one. This is our first one. So over the course of the last year, we saw some really amazing stories and. What we want to do today, because I know that we complain a lot about schools and school districts (laughs) and teachers, and we want today to do the opposite, end the month on a high note, and talk about some amazing teachers and people that are going above and beyond to help students because they are out there and they don't get recognized enough. So we want to make sure to do that today. So we've got a couple of stories that you may or may not have seen in the news over the course of 2018, but we want to highlight some amazing things that happened last year. Yeah, one of the ones, and we may have talked about this I, I don't remember this was an article from cnn in june of 2018 and it was about a school teacher that you know devoted 45 years to helping students with disabilities and in her estate she left over like a million dollars wow. to help specifically children with special needs and i mean she had passed in 2011 but like the schools are still receiving, you know, the money from, you know, a check from, from her estate. She didn't have any children or immediate family. And she had just kind of acquired, you know, this small fortune, you know, just saving. And did she like designate it to go towards anything specific or just like the children with special needs? Like, was it like uh, to fund scholarships for special education students who wanted post-secondary education? Oh, that's amazing. That's a great, you know, oftentimes we, you know, actually when we have Philip on, he had done all that research for post-secondary transition. So we can kind of, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but you know, it is important to have that post-secondary education continue with the district and a lot of times they try to make it seem like oh the kid doesn't need to Um, well she's in new jersey so it might be a little different but you know obviously everybody felt it was you know a blessing and and she still like after she retired in like the 90s -hmm. would visit like students and and talk i wonder what the i would be curious to find out what the money went towards because the one thing that I always wonder like when people donate money to schools it's like you know you can designate it to be used for a specific purpose but you don't have to and so it's like well how does a school actually use the fund so I hope that they use it for yes yeah, so they the article goes on about like you know it'll depend how much interest is generated by the gift but there could be a maximum amount of like 25000 mm-hmm. to the students so at least they have like okay like you would get $25,000 but they're thinking you know you know, if it if it grows, they can do because it 
for right now they're trying to do like one scholarship a year, a year. but it sense. could be two maybe more and you know obviously they're like shocked by it especially because she was so dedicated during her time but i don't know it kind of really shows like even in passing she yeah. was just like no i i still want this to make an impact yeah. and you know she didn't have to oh, do I'm that sure it made a huge impact for yeah. for those kids that are getting scholarships and even you know maybe even other people in the community thinking oh this is something that we didn't think about we didn't think about you know people who are struggling to you know go on to the next thing and maybe it'll it'll um encourage other people to do the same i mean she scrimped and saved because it wasn't just that she also left a hundred thousand dollars to five more organizations wow. one was an anim um an animal charity and the salvation army but yeah they, i mean you're thinking well she died in 2011 and, and obviously the attorney goes it took a while to distribute the money yeah i'm sure it's sizable and, and things <laughs> like that and you know there's finalizing estate tax returns and things like that but that's how we wanted to kick this off, you know, in, in passing, you know, what this woman did during her life and what she did after to impact yeah. these kiddos. And I know that you had kind of looked into some other people. That yeah. So this was someone had posted. I'm not sure if it was on the page or if I just saw it on Facebook, but this was about a teacher in Georgia that her dying wish was to help hundreds of needy students and so she asked that instead of people bringing flowers or putting flowers at her funeral she asked that everybody bring backpacks with school supplies for needy students and she told us to her son and so then her son like you know relayed the message yeah. and so there's just these beautiful pictures of the church where they held her funeral with you know, each line of the pews, there's backpacks, which is just beautiful. It's something that they said that, you know, she always referred to her students as her kids. So, you know, even in death, they say she, you know, was taking care of them. And, you know, that's such a, a selfless act that a lot of people think, oh, well, like, I want my funeral to be this way or that way. I right. want it to be beautiful with flowers. People, and yeah, people do, plans. like, specific, yeah. like, plans. Yeah. Like, I want to wear this and yeah. I want to do this. And she's just like, no, it doesn't matter about me. It's, it's about well, them. What I like about that is sometimes people will say, in lieu of flowers, please donate to this charity. Yes. But what I, I really like about this is, is how tangible it is, right? Like, you can see that these backpacks are being brought and that they can be distributed like you see it because like you know yeah. it's hard sometimes with like charities like you're giving them money but you're not necessarily seeing the impact like some charities are a lot better at others yeah. and showing that and nonprofits are better at showing that you know maybe they'll host an event or something they'll be like look at yeah. the money or like they'll really break it down for you or they'll send you a picture you know you see it on the commercials all the time yeah but this is great because you had said there was a picture where it was all lined up yeah all lined up and then uh, she had a hundred teachers as honorary pallbearers wow. that carried the backpacks out and back to their schools and then so she was an elementary school teacher for 25 years um, before she retired and then since seeing the photos online the son was contacted by a nonprofit called test resources who ended up honoring her by donating thousands of school supplies for students in that county so See, it's like that's crazy. you know not yeah. only can you do something that you know i mean this for this the is a small thing for her to do but like it not was just huge her school yeah. yeah it was for that county yeah. and like i think also uh, you know sometimes people are like oh i don't want to donate twenty dollars but like they will you know like go out how and buy the school supply because you're right. seeing like oh my god this buys this this and this plus the backpack you might be actually inclined to pay 
but to, to spend right. more because you're just right. like oh this backpack's really cute yeah oh you know what like oh they need this they need mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. like no. oh yeah they when i was back to school sharpener. i need this yeah. yeah and i think that that was just such a great way and and to pay it forward right and and for that nonprofit to like you know obviously it went viral now that's yeah. what we say that's what the kids are saying and <laughs> but it grabbed the attention of a yeah. lot of people and yeah. i think that that helps people kind of make it more well, tangible yeah see what an impact something yes, so small can exactly. make so i mean obviously this is not hundreds of thousands or millions right. of dollars right, i right, mean right. this was something small but had a huge impact it probably changed the way that a lot of students would change the way that their school year started off because this was the end of june so they get the students and yeah. i mean think about how a backpack and a notepad for a kid who's never oh had gosh. one of their own right. can start the school year off on the right yeah. foot i mean it could have changed their lives yeah. i mean we don't know kind of related it kind of reminds me of the office episode where michael goes back to one of the high schools oh yeah where like, he promised college promised like these like first graders like a class of like 30 of them he's just like if you guys get good grades and you graduate i will pay for your colleges and they invite him back and he's just like oh my god like i did not i mean obviously these people are are going through with that but um it totally reminded me of that and just how awkward it was but you know these people found a way to actually impact and and make it Right. And it doesn't it doesn't mean need to be something big. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't need, need to be, to be no. you know, no. let's leave our entire mm-hmm. fortune. You don't have to right. do that to make an impact. And so, you know, hitting closer to home with all the fires that happened in California, you may have seen this one. There was a businessman in Southern California who saw how the students in Paradise had really been impacted. I mean, their school was down. I mean, the whole city was so impacted that he wrote $1,000 checks for each of the 1,085 students from Paradise Jeez. High School. So then that way, I think it was like so they could get some computers and because the school was closed. So, I mean, it was like, how how were they going to be learning? I guess they said like a lot of the kids will turn the checks into their families and use it for essential items like food and gas. But that a lot of students were using it to buy computers. And then that way they can still do something. But I mean, he said and he said the reason he did it, he said. If I could, I just wanted to put a smile on their face, take their minds off of what happened for a short period of time because he opened up that, you know, school was was important for him and he felt really touched by school and he wanted to make sure that the kids still felt like they had a good time. He said that high school was the most carefree time of my life and he wanted to make sure that they could still have that. So, I mean, that was amazing and that, you know, obviously that's not a teacher, but it's someone that is is really trying to, you know, make a difference in the lives of kids and it's, it's important to highlight these stories because not just not because we're trying to encourage you to do the same thing, but I think sometimes we get bogged down and this well, is and like hard. trying to pay. Yeah. Or yeah. like, oh, I don't want to. And I, that kind of opens the door. And, and I'm sure a lot of you guys heard about King James, LeBron James last year opening up uh, a public school in yeah. um, Akron, Ohio. And I think that this kind of goes to well, you're identifying this problem. How do we change it? And I get it. He, you know, he's not the first NBA superstar to to do this. You know, obviously Magic. These are all Lakers, by the way. Uh, it, it's one of those uh, scenarios where it's just like you can 
get an idea and change things. And this is what we see with with charter right. schools. But essentially, the James Promise School, James First Promise School, targeted challenged students and would provide them with education and support and career and emotional support for the parents. So the principal, Brandy Davis, in this U.S. Today article had said, we're going to be that groundbreaking school that will be a nationally recognized model for urban and public school excellence. We are letting people know it is about true wraparound support, true family integration, and true compassion. How many times have we gone to IEP meetings and you know, teachers like, oh, well, we try to tell the parent, like, you know, read with your yeah. child or, or they don't yeah. do homework. And it's just like this parent is working like 80 right. hours a week trying to put food on their table. They have two other kids. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, well, even they need that as, support. Yeah. Simple as giving like reading lists. Like here's what you should read to your kids. And I have, I've dealt with so many amazing teachers that go above and beyond to be like here here's some samples of things to do at home like rather than just saying here parents go do something right. like i've seen a lot of teachers that go above and beyond to be like or here's some books i have in my school library take one home or you know here's some worksheets or here's this or that I give you suggestions and the teachers that will take the time to respond to those emails when the parents are doing stuff at home and it doesn't work well this is a great kind of test tube right for this type of collaborative approach so it's obviously going into its second semester they had 240 third and fourth graders that's where they decided as we have parroted from kathy johnson that's the target where you know mm -hmm. the reading right? right it's just like if you're already behind there we can catch you up right. so they were and very the like th yeah. thoughtful about how they were going to pick these you know at risk if you will but these mm -hmm. kiddos um they had looked at reading data they identified students who were a year or two years behind in reading Reading. And from that, you know, they were like, okay, we'll expand year to year. We'll go second to fifth grade until they get to grades one through eight by 2022. Mm. We're 2019. So that's yeah. not far no, away, not you know, and, that's great. and yeah, it's one of those things where they're going to have so much data after this first year, which is going to be great. And obviously, you know, they're in collaboration with the LeBron James Family Foundation. But it's an idea that may have taken a little bit of time, but they're, they did it in such a thoughtful way that right. I think it's hopefully going to be mimicked. And yeah. a lot of these people that want to open charter schools, we know a lot of people that have that idea yeah. and we want to see these schools not just be these private schools or these charter schools, but right. we want that integrated into the public schools. And, you know, Amanda and I last year, you know, a general theme that we had was was talking about mental health and how important it was that mental health services be improved or be right. present right. in schools because it's not just about reading, writing, and arithmetic. Right. There's um, so much more. There's so much more. And, and under IEPs, we have that opportunity to try to get those services. You know, it's, right. it's the academic it's the social emotional mm -hmm. and it's the vocational okay, so. and I think that opening that up to all students as this yeah. school will and has is amazing right because just because you don't have an IEP doesn't mean you don't have some unique needs right and I think that's it's the hardest thinking about education in a different way I mean yeah. you had done your research for your paper in law school about all the different other nations that have yeah. a different way and, and you read these articles about Sweden and Japan and how the kids, you know, have their own gardens and they make their own food yeah. and they do all this stuff and, you know, they're already at just a certain level and we're sitting here, you know, discussing standardized testing and like right. how we're, you know, and right. it's just like... And focusing so much on that. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that that's why we enjoy the experts that we have on, I'm going to throw out Kathy's name again, because she 
has ideas to change things and not like yeah. in a you need a NBA superstar to give you millions of dollars no. like well, in I a think very just being creative and thinking out yes. of the box and I think that there's so many amazing teachers that do that and you know what we want to do is is really encourage that and I'd hope that more teachers will take that stance because it does make an impact because the more you have more teachers thinking out of the box and being creative with the way that they think about and approach their curriculum, the more other teachers in that same school and in that district are going to do it. And then that's when the administrators start to take notice and say, oh, we need to be doing things differently because the administrators are not the ones in the classroom. So they're not the one that's going to come up with the ideas of how to revolutionize teaching right it's, yeah. it's the teachers it's the people oh, that are on how many the ground I've floor gone to an iep and a teacher was like i'm doing this and i take that idea oh yeah and use it for another and thing. i yeah. use it for another kid i know we've talked about that yeah. several times you know we we have people that are on these teams and and like we always say you know we are not against teachers we are trying to provide an environment where the teacher is is able to do the best that they can and sometimes when they don't have the right supplies they don't have the right staff they don't have you know i have a case right now where the kiddo you know it's an it's a new teacher and you know she needs help and and if she has three or four aides in her classroom that are constantly rotating you know what is the school needing to do more training for these aides so that they don't just quit after a month you know or much turnover yeah turnover and it's just like if it's a problem that you notice there there are solutions to it you can't just be like well it is what it is and that's sometimes i think what we see with admin and that's where we come in and we're like no you know it doesn't have to be this way just because you've been doing it this way doesn't mean right that so for all of you who are thinking outside the box and being creative you know we salute you thank you for yeah please reach out to us um, yeah, if you have a, you know you... a unique creative way thing that you're doing in your classroom, even if it's small, even yeah. if it's just you know one you know reinforcement way you do a chart or something like that, let us know because it's always great to hear um, things that are working. Did and- you see that thing on Facebook about that teacher that like starts her day with she'll have like a designated it's like a second grader and mm-hmm. then there's like a little chart and it's like you want a high five, a handshake, or a hug. Oh, that's great. I haven't, Um, but I did see a teacher that has like a personalized handshake for each one of his students. Yes. And that that. video is pretty cool. That was super cute. I don't know how they remembered all the everything. I I don't know, but it was was cool because it was like, it really gave like that personal touch to each kid. So this was like a social, emotional, like if you had gen ed kids and sped kids, like in the classroom, you know, what is appropriate? High five, you know, handshake or hug. Or like what they want in that moment. Right, exactly. And it was just so cute because like some kids would just be like, hug and like hugging and someone was just like nope high five like it was just so cute like that's just like a smaller i mean that went viral like i saw that on facebook because it was small but it probably had a a huge impact on the way that the students reacted and approached each other right exactly that's where you know trouble starts starts. oftentimes when kids are having social emotional issues it's because they're having trouble with peers and having trouble with peers because they're having trouble navigating so if you can help them in any way oh my god my fifth grade teacher i remember he would start Uh, he would have us start the morning like handshaking Mm. everyone and like we learned how to do like a formal like handshake like you want it to be like not limp and you want it to be strong like and I mean that's like a lifetime skill right I mean it's just one of those things and then I think it was during winter he would oh man I forgot the song it was um it's like a famous song in the 80s it's like anyway i'll remember it but he was just like oh you know it's it was about i think it was like a bunch of british superstars and somebody's like yelling at me like what the name of it and it's like let them know it's christmas time like Mm. it's about african children it was just like you know 
knowing that like it's a time of giving and like that was the first time like you know obviously i i went to church i uh, grew up catholic and we were instilled that but that was the first time some of my friends are just like oh it's a time of giving like i don't understand right. yeah and I'm like uh yeah don't you like go to the the soup kitchens mm. and don't you you know and like some kids you know their parents may not have the time to expose right. them to that i right. was in girl scouts yeah um i know too. that you were yeah and so we get exposed to that kind of yeah stuff. i mean community service was something yeah. that we did all the time yeah, but yeah people and that's who don't do stuff yeah. like that don't always that's get something exposed. that we try to encourage you know yeah. our special education kiddos maybe when they're a little bit older in high school to have those opportunities and i think that these teachers that are already like implementing it in their classroom are doing such a service to all of our kiddos and it's yeah giving we hope, them life skills yeah which is so important yeah so a positive little way to end january that we wanted to share with you guys and yeah next month and now i'm looking forward to like what we'll find i know next episode our personal we'll have to, like yeah or we'll next have, month like the end of next month yeah we'll have yeah, to yeah we'll, yeah, we'll to, share a success story yeah. we'll we'll implement that right away yeah that'll be fun but, but yeah hopefully yeah. you're continuing on with any resolutions or intentions you set for yourself you're continuing to live in the moment happy and, new uh, year that's the last time i'm gonna be <laughs> able to say the last time vicky's allowed to say that <laughs> um, <laughs> we will talk to you next week yeah hope you enjoyed this short little episode and we'll be back next week talk bye to you later. bye